Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Show with host Paul Lawrence Van. This empowerment talk radio show moves listeners to live their best life possible. Paul provides an exceptional platform for experts to assist listeners in discovering how to be more, do more, and achieve more in life. Paul Lawrence Van is an entrepreneur, speaker, certified business coach, and author of the book Living on Higher Ground. Tune in, listen in, and call in with questions at 646 646- Five nine five four seven nine seven, or join Paul in the web chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Paul Lawrence Van. Get ready for another amazing episode of the Wealthy Speaker Show. Yes, and good evening. This is host Paul Lawrence Van for the Wealthy Speaker Show. Glad that you could be with me, and this evening is going to be just a lot of fun because we have just an amazing, eclectic a poetry ensemble on, and they're called Collective Voices. And I'll tell you just a little bit about them before we get started. Uh, Collective Voices is an ensemble of poets consisting of J. Joy Alfred, who we call Sister Joy, uh, S. Diane Beverly, who's known as Lady Di, and Andre Taylor, uh, his name is Bernardo. Uh, Each member is a native of Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and each has been a member of Poets in Progress, under the leadership of the Poet Laureate of the District of Columbia, Lois Kendrick, readings uh, consisted of, of locations such as Folgers Shakespeare Library. Last fall, they were part of the Library of Congress Experience, The Poet and the Poem, interviewed by Poet Grace Cavalier. Presently, they are working to publish an anthology of poetry, The Color of New, and we will talk about how you can contact them uh, here in the near future as we go along on this uh, interview. So welcome, Collective Voices Poetry Ensemble. We're honored to interview you all today, to Sister Joy, to Lady Di, and to Bernardo. We appreciate having you on this evening and looking forward to your contributions for tonight's show. So I want to get started. First of all, welcome you all. Sister Joy, how are you this evening? I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you, and thank you so much for having Collective Voices on your show. We look forward to speaking with you and sharing with your listening audience the uh, work that Collective Voices has been doing now for well over 20 years, and we're hoping that we can share some enlightening and some lively poetry as well. Uh, Fantastic. And Lady Di, uh, good evening to you, and how are you today? Good evening, Paul. Thank you so kindly for this this opportunity, especially during Black History Month. But we want our listeners and our families and communities to know that we want to share black history and celebrate it 365 days. Uh, Fantastic. And Bernardo, good evening, my friend. And how are you this evening? I'm honored to have you on as well. Thank you, my brother. I'm honored to be here. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I had actually had a great day. It started by me able to bend over and stand up three times in a row, uh, something I have not been able to do since the automobile accident in October, uh, not feeling okay. any pain. It just was like a mind-blowing experience, and I, I kind of knew I was off to a good day, and I, I've carried that all through today. This is my life. Uh, wonderful. And I hope that you're feeling better and better by the minute because I know exactly what that's all about. 
So uh, we'll start out here this evening. Sister Joy, please share a brief synopsis of Collective Voices Poetry Ensemble and how your mission field helps listeners understand the importance of how poetry connects with people from diverse audiences. Well, certainly, Collective Voices has a variety of voices. Currently, three of us are all native Washingtonians, but all bring to our poetry a very different voice, as it were. Uh, We speak about poetry as a way of communicating life matters. Poetry, for me, often tends to be inspirational and empowerment-based. Poetry uh, that you'll listen to in Lady Di's messages uh, vary in that she is known as the love poet, and she's very centered on family and agape love as well as all types of love. Um, Of course, when we listen to Bernardo's poetry, you're talking about definitely the strength of the male the power of the message that of uplifting and in encouragement through inspiration and through community awareness. So we come to poetry with different voices, but the unity that prevails tends to work quite nicely, we believe, for connecting with the masses of all generations and all interests. Uh, that That is uh, very powerful, and uh, it's really great, again, as I stated, to have you all on and listen to the uh, diverse uh, poetry that you all f- share. Of course, we uh, mentioned earlier that Lady Di, she talks about that family, and, and that family is the, the thread for community, and, and that's very powerful. And Bernardo, he brings in that, that male aspect of it, and, of course, we know poetry goes back, what, over 2,000 years or more? <laughs> So we, we know that it's, it's, it's a really a powerful uh, medium and, and looking forward to learning more about it. And at this time, Lady Dot, please share some of the uh, venues and audiences you've uh, blessed over the course of, of uh, 2017 as a part of Black History Month. And why is it a powerful medium for positive change? Well, it's one of the main places that Collective Voices presented poetry was the Oxford Hill Library. We celebrated Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday there toward the end of January. And usually we're celebrating his birthday at the Martin Luther King Library downtown. And we did that for 20 years. And we gave that as our cutoff for that particular venue. And we were really happy, and it was a successful event to share Dr. Martin Luther King's um, vision and dream. But our main theme was the gap. Where do we stand? Where do we fill in with, say, diverse diversity? How do we um, avoid... Um, the things that we don't want to see, discrimination, and um, we want things to be equal. We want equality. So we came up with the GAP, G-A-P. Each one of us has a GAP, and I, I chose Gracious Actions Prosper. The way I came up with that was just thinking of myself, what do I do? Graciously, I take action to move forward and to uplift. So that was my gap. 
Sister Joy's gap was God always provides, and we all know that, and we believe that. Absolutely. And Brother Bernardo's gap, I always want to mess. Brother Bernardo, would you help me with your gap? Because I don't want to mess your gap up. Okay. Accentuates patience. Yeah. And also, um, Bernardo, generosity accentuates patience. But I'm wondering, do you can you um, come closer to your mic? Are you on um, speakerphone? I, I hear uh, interference each time you speak. I well, think I on paper say that. I didn't want the whole show. I didn't want the whole show to go that way. Am I doing better now? We hear papers moving. Well, actually, yeah. it's, it's a part of the microphone. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, we'll we'll continue so, on. And and again, you're okay. looking at each one has a a different gap uh, that really provides the audience and the listeners uh, with uh, more clarity. Uh, you provide it with um, more of a consciousness. Uh, of which yes. they can take with them on a daily basis, which I think is very powerful, and that coming from each of you all, and I know you all share different skill sets that you bring to yes. poetry, uh, given given your uh, a vast amount of experience and, and uh, the diversity of, of the audience that you've you've uh, spoken before, uh, presented before. And uh, Bernardo, uh, when it comes to poetry, why is it a force of nature for audience that you share it with? Please share how that comes together when whenever collective voices comes together, the ensemble comes together. Uh, talk about what the presence is like, that atmosphere is like when you're all uh, providing your gift of poetry. Paul, it's a, it's a very powerful phenomenon because I was originally a guest of collective voices for several different programs uh, for almost five years where either I was on their program, the poetry extravaganza, uh, spokesperson for the program, or even almost a, a producer, sitting back helping them by uh, doing the administrative stuff and, and, and coordinating a vision. And sure. finally, we had other other things we do. We, we were all members of the Anointed Pens, Poets Empowered to Nurture Souls. And finally, we were all members of the uh, Poets in Progress so we have this background that uh, my sisters reached out to me when they were ready to uh, broaden the group and ask me to be a part of it. And as, in doing so, it just seems like it was something that was a natural fit for all of us to come together. And it truly then become a collective voice. As, as Joy was saying earlier, we each have our own style, our own focus. And uh, for me, now that there is a, a male uh, voice in this group, uh, the group is still as powerful as it ever was, and now it has one other diversity to it, which is myself. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of the group. I've been growing. Uh, in the beginning, I, I came in with understanding that we know in this world uh, and in this country, there's a lot of things that happen where uh, women don't get to be featured or get to be highlighted, uh, male-dominated world. So I had to be conscious of coming into a group that I don't bring that kind of energy into that group. So I, I, in the beginning, I was very meek and very mild and, and quiet and deferred to the ladies, and now I feel truly comfortable and as, as one that's, that's an equal part of the group. And the power comes from, you said something earlier about uh, the, 
the power of the word being 200 years old. If you think of poetry in the terms of it is focused on the word, the word is yes. what created the, the universe. So yes. that is the that to me is what makes our poetry so powerful. Is each one of us is conscious of that, and we each go to our soul, to our spirit, to our own um, individual selves, and bring that out, and it becomes a beautiful mixture of poetry. Absolutely, and and again, going back to Genesis, that's where it all started. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. where it all started. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for providing a background uh, for this canvas that you're you're painting this this art here this evening with the listeners of the Wealthy Speaker Show and and uh, one of the things I looked at and I'll go, go back to you, uh, Sister Joy, is uh, part of your mission. Uh, is to provide audience with foundations for better understanding Black History Month, of which a lot of that you even were a part of in January there uh, in Oxon Hill, providing an amazing program on one of my heroes, which is uh, highlighting Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and, uh, and his vision for contributions to African Americans and all Americans, in essence. Could you please share a, a couple yes. of points of wisdom for our listeners uh, that, uh, the takeaway from your performance there at the Oxen Hill as it pertains to Dr. King and, and Black History Month as well? Sister Joy? Certainly, certainly. Well, when we, uh, the theme for our January program was actually owning our history. And uh, what we wanted to do was to not have Dr. King's legacy and his message to be merely a commemorative one, although it is, but to bring it to today's time to make it relevant to the challenges and the realities of 2017 and I dare say going forward. We want persons to understand that as we own our history, that calls us, just as Dr. King called his peers, to uh, step up and stand in the gap, find our roles What is it that brings us to where we are today? Everyone has experiences that created who they are currently. So what are you going to do with what you have within you, the repository that created you? How can you better your community, your family, yourself? What is it that you can do to be that force that is, as Dr. King was, a change agent? He called on this country, indeed the world, to not accept the imbalances of different demographics. He said we must be that force that doesn't just watch the moral arc, but be that force that allows that moral arc to bend toward justice because spiritually that's the reality of what happens. So, yes, Dr. King was a preacher, but he was also a man of the people, and he understood that, you know, faith without works, is dead. So we have to be the ones to stand in the gap and take the message and the work forward to make the change happen. We are all change Absolutely. agents. Absolutely. And and that's a, a really great point of what would he do today and, and we know that he would definitely uh, be a positive force for change and, and moving everyone forward progressively, nonviolently, which is wonderful. And uh, with me, I had an experience. I lived in Atlanta for a year, and in many ways I was always at the King Center. And I had the fortune in 2001 of being introduced to Mrs. Coretta Scott King at the Congressional Black Caucus, and Mm -hmm. I interviewed their daughter, uh, 
Bishop uh, Bernice uh, King on mm -hmm. my show a couple of years ago. And so I have a, a very um, uh, honor for the King family and, and all that they've done, and they continue to do for our country. And I think that's so very important. And we know as of today with the uh, recent results of the election that we know that we have to be galvanized, we have to be organized, and we also have to be, be us. Um, centralized in terms of everything that we do because the t times are really have changed, as people say. And so through mm -hmm. your portrait, you also provide that platform. Um, I also uh, want to, and thank you, Sister Joy, I want to talk to Lady Di now because I know she mentioned earlier that uh, when, when you look at the portrait and you're looking at uh, uh, Black History Month 365 days out of the year, uh, elaborate on that because I tell people, I tell my two children who are in the seventh grade and the uh, fourth grade that they are American history. If you're living today, you are history. Uh, people say you're black history. So if you're alive today, talk about the importance of, of living that 365 days a year uh, for us, uh, Lady Di. Well, well, people have so many shows, programs, events, celebrating black history during February, the designated month for black history. I want us to have black history shows and events all year long, especially in our homes, daily, continuously, teaching our children the movie Hidden Figures surprised a lot of us. I mean, I'm still yeah. amazed at this, that movie. Mm -hmm. We want to have we want we have so many hidden figures. So one of the people that I have been reading up on for this Black History Month, I learned of a hidden figure, Daisy Bates. Mm -hmm. Daisy Bates was the only female and black that spoke at the March on Washington with Dr. King in 1963. Mm -hmm. Three. First yes. March on Washington. So she was an orator, a publisher, a journalist. And they gave her that opportunity when Mer Merle Evers wasn't able to speak that day. She had a conflicting schedule. And this lady, Daisy Bates, stood in, and she was the only one that spoke with. Randolph and Dr. Martin Luther King and Roy Wilkins, and she spoke even for the Dorothy Heights group, um, National mm -hmm. Council for Negro Women and Women. for the Delters. Yes. And so that's what I want. I want to find somebody and tell the children about that person, and we have a number of people, and I was really blessed recently and honored, and I'm humbled about it, but one of my little students, third grader, said, you're a hidden figure. I want to bring you to my school. And <laughs> Very nice. And I, yeah, she's seen some of the things that I've done before she became my student. And for a child to recognize you like that, um, I, I say I'm, you know, pretty much on my way of, of servicing my gap. Um, gracious actions prosper. 
Ah, fantastic, fantastic. And thank you for that. And I'm a, I'm going to go to Brother Bernardo. And likewise, you can share a couple of points that you want to on Dr. King or someone else that you really admire uh, as a part of our history and a part, part of our culture that you can share with us, someone who motivates you uh, in your life and you motivate people through your poetry. Thank you, Paul. Uh, first of all, I want to say that Dr. King is a excellent way to begin the conversation because it was because of that program that I met Lady Di and Sister Joy and Collective Voices and because there were more of them at that time but uh, the, the idea that I met them through them continuing to highlight Dr. King uh, over the years I've tried to write uh, for each program a poem about Dr. King and uh, what he meant for us. One of the poems that came to me was a poem called Kings and Mountains. And when that one came, that one came because I was reminded about being a child and not feeling real good about myself uh, and seeing uh, those signs, you know, the ones that said for whites only, for colored only, and being sure. discriminated against. And then one day I heard Dr. King speak and he talked about mountains, and I heard Dr. King talk about uh, how we would all come together eventually. And that gave me a lot of hope, you know. Uh, one of the other things I, points I want to make about Dr. King is uh, there was a poem that came to me about war. And when we think of war, we think of destruction. Uh, so I like to play with words. I like to use acronyms for words. And when I wrote the poem War, the poem was called Warring Against Rage. So... Mm -hmm. It talks about Christmas addicts and about the beginning of America, which started with the war for freedom, and how we, uh, being people who fought in this war, were not allowed freedom. But war is also a war of words, a war of ideas. There are so many different ways that people cause harm. And like you talked about the, uh, the election and everything, that, the ramifications of that. Uh, yeah. There is so much destruction going on that we need to pay attention to. And, but at the end of this poem, I ask, I turn to Dr. King, and I ask Dr. King, please show me, Dr. King, how to uh, deal with the things the way you deal with them by turning to God and not turning to my own emotions, which uh, stem from uh, ideas of retaliation. Uh, I got to get right. this straight. I got to defend myself. And then I reached to one other person. I reached out to uh, Barack Obama in, in words, of course. And I said, I asked him to show me how he can stand there in the wells of Congress, having achieved the highest um, level of office in this country, and still be treated as a secondhand citizen and not go there in terms of being offended and retaliate. So he would be my second guy that I would look to to say, this is someone we should emulate. In a place where we emulate basketball players and, and rappers, we had a black man achieve a level of office and conduct himself in that office in such a high regard. We truly have, we truly are in a place of history, and we truly have a, a wonderful person to look up to going forward. Uh, no doubt about it, and, and uh, to be able to do that for eight years and, and still the con condemnation comes down even to this day, which is people miss him. That's all I can tell you. People miss 
Barack Obama, <laughs> President Obama. Absolutely. They miss him. Absolutely. <laughs> Talk about the well-run drive. Yes, yes. So thank you very much for that, Brother Bernardo. Two uh, wonderful people. Uh, of course, uh, Dr. King, who is just one of the people who I, I really hold in such high esteem, as well as uh, with President uh, Obama and being able to show that not only him but his wife his, and his, his family, being able to show that grace under fire, which, uh, of course, we know today uh, people really miss that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so thank you for sharing that. And uh, what I'd like to do right now uh, is talk a bit about someone that I know that a lady died, and I I encourage Sister Joy to also comment about Dr. Maya Angelou. Now, uh, I I, I do believe that, Lady Di, you've met Dr. Angelou before, and I know you hold her in in high esteem uh, and representation of her in excellence and I want you to provide a few points of light about Dr. Angelou. And by the way, she interviewed me on the Oprah radio show several years ago. And so uh, it was quite a unique experience for me to be interviewed by her. And I had met her at the Library of Congress when I worked on Capitol Hill, when I worked up there for a member of Congress years ago. But if you can share, I have Sister uh, Joy. You can step right on in and talk about uh, Dr. Angelou. Impact and, and Brother Bernardo as well. Okay, well, I wanted to say that the first time I met her in person, Sister Joy and I were together, and we oh, both great. were blessed that we have we have a photo um, with her. And Sister mm-hmm. Joy blessed me with an autographed copy of the photo of Dr. Maya and I at another mm-hmm. program that we were on. She honored me with this picture of the two of us. Um, with she had sent it to Dr. Maya Angelou and got a autograph, got it autographed and, and, and mailed back to her. Right. Um, Dr. Maya Angelou was so um, personable and so gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, I felt very comfortable. I don't know how many times I met her, maybe a couple of dozen and more than a dozen times. I would I would come hours early to meet her. So I would one time she said, There's my welcome wagon. Another time I said to her, People say that I remind them of you and she said, I can see that and she said, Hold out your arm and I did. And she held out her arm side by side and we both had on navy blue pinstripe suit. And she said, wow. Yes, we're we're majestic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can still hear her voice and all. If I sound anywhere near that, that's such a blessing, you know, because um, I just love her so much, and I get a chance to do medleys of her poetry. Um, Sister Joy started me reciting my own poetry because when she and I first started out, I would share writings of my poetry. But when I got ready to recite and present, I would present Dr. King's phenomenal woman and. And still I rise, and I memorize these poems and some others. And she said, you know, you need to start memorizing yours like that. Or start presenting some <laughs> exactly. <of yours."> exactly. <laughs> so exactly. that's way back. But uh, Sister Joy and I, we, we've been partners, and I'm just thankful that we had the male figure, the power um, yeah. blended in with us, um, having Renato as um, one of our partners. 
Fantastic. Lady Fantastic. Di, you're absolutely right. When in the beginning of our collaboration as sister part <laughs> sister poets, uh Lady uh-huh. Di would almost exclusively perform Maya Angelou's poetry and mm-hmm. uh, I would have read Lady Di's poetry and I'm saying, Well, why isn't she presenting her own? And I assured <laughs> her that uh Maya Angelou did not need her to present her poetry uh-huh. for her. <laughs> and uh-huh. so uh, she gradually uh, accepted the notion that, yeah, right. my poetry is something that I should be sharing, and, and uh, I'm sure the world is ha- happier for it. Uh, we all embrace and love the poetry of Maya Angelou, uh, and I'm just happy that uh, more and more people love the poetry and enjoy the poetry of Lady Di as well. So uh, oh, we, we uh, have been sisters in poetry for over 20 years, and uh, certainly yes. whether it's here in this country or in London where we performed, mm-hmm. uh, it is something that uh, the journey has been phenomenal, absolutely. And uh, to to uh, find ourselves in the Lewisham Theater in Brixton, London, and look up sure. and see this majestic uh, portrait of Maya Angelou over the uh, <laughs> over the lobby yeah. that had to be at least twenty foot tall image of Maya Angelou mm-hmm. was incredible. Wow. So uh, yes. our journey powerful. has been one soul, quite something. One yes. soul wow. with photographs. I said, "Look who's there! Oh my! She did a chair on. <laughs> quite an omen. Nice. Quite an omen. Yeah, but you yeah. know, Lady Di also has but, a presence that's almost like. Yeah. It's almost like Maya Angelou. She has a she has a strong theater uh, in her presentation, her diction, her stance, you know, the way she turns. So that in itself is a powerful thing. So it's good that she's doing her own voice. Um, yeah, I, you know, we traveled we traveled uh, to Philadelphia and we ran into another sister, okay, Sonia oh, Sanchez, yeah. and we talked to Mary Baraka. So okay. we have been yeah. We have been dabbling with poets uh, yeah. of, of great stature uh, throughout, throughout our journey. And, and even when I, I did a set at the uh, Carter Baron, and I, and I ran into the last right. poets. And oh, Lady yeah. Di joined me backstage, and we were having lunch with them. And when we started talking to them about the last poets and about Gil Scott Haran and mm-hmm. how everybody thought that Gil Scott used to be one of the last poets, but he was not. He was just somebody who was as powerful as they were, who had the same kind of energy, same kind of ideas they had, and mm. so it was a natural fit. And they looked at me and said, you too are our last poet. And I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> nice. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is uh, powerful. And, and, again, it's really great to see the uh, National Museum of African American History and Culture as well, that we mm-hmm. can see these artists, yes. see the poets, yes. the gospel singers, and, I mean, just about everything. I've been there four times so far, and I'm unscheduled to go another four times in the next couple of months because it's just <laughs> so much rich his, history and culture. Yeah. And it's no wonder that there's almost one million people who've been there since October. Right. Wow. And that's still, that's a lot it's of still a waiting yeah. period. If you try to get tickets, and it will be, I'm sure, for years to come. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, we do have some uh, other callers on the line. I'd like to maybe bring in uh, a person now if they have a question to ask, and, and, and we'll let let this interview flow like that and come on back into it. How about that? Okay. All right, let's see who we, who do we have here. 
Uh, yes, listener, uh, good evening. This is the Wealthy Speaker Show, the host, Paul Lawrence Van. I'm here hosting mm-hmm. a, a just phenomenal group, Collective Voices uh, Poetry Ensemble. Would you like to ask a question of them? Oh, they're quiet, and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> they have some poets yeah. on the line, though. They're texting me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, would y'all speak up? Some of my poet yes, friends you, out there. You have any? You have any questions you'd like to ask the guests? If not, that's okay. Continue to listen. I'll try someone else wanna, here. Can we share uh, some yes, poetry, uh, Paul? Yes, yes, we'll I do that. Wanted, I wanted I to, to see if someone. Sure. I wanted to see if someone wanted to ask a question. A listener, would you like to ask a question of the Collective Voices Poetry Ensemble? Now, this is a very shy group. So I think what we're going to do now, and actually that's the next question I was going to ask, if you all would share a poem. Oh, they can't hear. I see. Okay, that's what she said. She she said she tried to speak and we couldn't hear her. I'm not okay. Sure why. That's okay. Could be business, some tec- he, Okay, it could be a technical issue. I'll start out with you, Sister Joy, if you please share a poem with our listeners to give them an idea of what your poetry is all about, because not only do we have people listening live, but also people will be listening on the archive a little bit later. So if you could please share a poem you'd like, like to, uh, to share with the uh, listeners. Certainly. Uh, I'm often known for my poetry of social conscience. So this poem is titled, This Freedom Thing. This Freedom Thing. There are some that have come to know freedom only through ancestors' woeful echoes, those whose chorus of unripened dreams were turned nightmare, work songs from field, chain, even church, but seldom CEO sung and clung to for life. Mm-hmm. Pain birthed melodies from slaves whose souls uttered unlettered words of hope, courage, and resolve. Such was and is our story. It is for them that I lift prayer, for them, they who sift sorrow from spirit while searching for the horizon for signs of the familiar. They who bid me, even now, to sing their song of loss and pain in verse made plain. They plead me to release it to the universe, shouted from faith's high point of hope. They say, steal away, search out this freedom thing, claim it, revere and hold it dear, create it when necessary, but always, always keep it safe. Grow it. From whisper to shout song, then, then handed down tender and prideful to the young ones. Teach them to make it their own. So I hold fast to the thing so many never knew. It is for them that I write, for them that I strive to create beauty from tears. Certain that this freedom thing, which some would deny me, is near. Mm. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. And thank you Freedom. so much for that, Sister Joy. And um, we'll go now to Brother Bernardo, and we'll finish up with Lady Di with her poem. Uh, Brother Bernardo? Yes. Thank you, Paul. 
I am a poet that is kind of hard to peg because I, I tend to think that, like word, I am a part of everything. So I write about love. I write about freedom. I write about truth. I write about courage. One of my beginning experiences was when I went to a, my very first time, I went to a coffee shop. And there were all these poets that were speaking from their words, and all I had was written paper, and I was nervous. Didn't feel I fit. And I talked to one of the elder poets, and he told me something. He told me, you have your own voice. You have your own place. Don't worry about what they're doing. Trust your own voice and speak from there. And on the way home, the word came and spoke to me, and this poem came to my soul. I can't flow like you flow, go like you go, or blow like you blow. See, my instrument is tuned in B. To or not to, what have I got to lose by choosing to play the riffs of bliss that exist in the midst of the gift I am blessed with? I was born to blow my own horn. So stop chasing the cows and the corn and come back, baby, come back, because even a humpback whale has got a tail and a place to swim in the space that he's in. One, two, three, four, five, six, ten. Stop wasting your time taking my rhymes apart. They work better when you take them to heart. Check out the logic this project is kicking and chart the progress from the very start. Can't put the cart before the horse. It took some time, but now I find that this is my voice. This is my voice. This is my voice. This is my voice. My voice is the voice that launched a thousand quips, quotes, answer dotes from other people's lips. To ego trip, I don't have time to. I was sent down here to remind you that God is in charge of the universe, and these are his words for the better or for the worse. If the people don't feel me, yes, my feelings are hurt, but I would rather it be said he was a blessing instead of a curse. If I can keep the next one's son from a hearse, just give him more time, then as far as rewards are concerned that I got mine, to beg a few, two or three for a dime, that was not the purpose when he gave me the rhyme. I must be true to how it was designed because you know it flows best when it's rightly aligned with the power that towers above over all. It's a voice still and small, but when I heed his call, he teaches me to stand, to stay, and obey, to kneel and to pray, to wait and survey, to follow the way when I'm making my choice above everything, to sing in this key because this is my voice, this is my voice, this is my voice, this is my voice, this is my voice. I would encourage wow. every listener to find out the, the voice that God is speaking to them in and to be obedient to that, and you will find mm-hmm. much more peace and much more happiness. Right. And so many people are trying to find their voice as well. Mm. <laughs> in the current, current right. climate, we have a lot of people trying to find their voice, and they are finding yeah. it too. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that, Brother uh, Bernardo and uh, Sister Joy and Lady Di. Uh, I'd like to listen to what you uh, want to present to us in poetry here this evening, and uh, we're all looking forward to it. Thank you. Well, I want to present this for the love of my people and for all people that care and love each other. I cannot take the lashes. Thick, raise red, raw stripes. Puffed, crisscross, slanted. Scars for a lifetime 
images won't leave my mind. I cannot take the lashes. Humiliated, manipulated, no control. Treated ridiculously for reasons untold. Tortured, whipped, and hung. Strangled to death. Up under their horrid, ridiculous mess. I cannot take the lashes. Families separated never to see each other again. Children treated as adults left without their childish grin for themselves to thin, picking bales and bales of cotton on end, never to win, working tired, thin fingers to raw skin. I cannot take the lashes. Women left with no choice, subjected to horrible force doing what they can to accommodate, never enough not to be sought after once it's late. Improper treatment, abused, confused, misused. I cannot take the lashes. Extreme hurt and pain, limitless pursuit without gain, so much unnecessary suffering, so much disregard and disrespect, dark, dreary days degrading, no sunshine, only rain. I cannot take the lashes. I cannot take the lashes, gashes, bashes, mashes, crashes, clashes, flashes of images before me. Ridiculous tactics of masters still dwell in our society, living in a field of prejudice, hatred, and mock democracy. I hope and pray one day God will take all prejudice and hatred away. Remain aware. Remember, freedom ain't free. Stand for something strong and tall. Help your sisters and brother if they fall. And I'm going to keep writing love poems to help soothe us all. I cannot take the lashes. My, my, my. <laughs> and to to all three of you all, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I really, uh, that's really powerful. And, you know, I, I was not surprised, not at all, because mm-hmm. I knew you all are very talented. And uh, oh, when I heard so I, each mm-hmm. of you all, Sister Joy, Brother Bernardo, Lady Di, I knew that you all would, uh, with, with, with what we call over-deliver. In the speaking business, we call that over-delivery. <laughs> and you did a masterful job, each and every one of you. And I know each and every one of you are blessed by God because I can hear God's voice in each of your poems. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, I can hear it in each of it. And and so thank you. And I know the listeners really appreciate it as well. And uh, one of the, I know that you have a poem poet friends who are listening in right now and I know they're enjoying it and uh, I I know they're appreciating it as well. One of the things I want to do right now is to get our listeners uh, caught up in terms of 
of uh, your upcoming events, some of your activities and projects that you have uh, on your schedule or projecting to have uh, that you want listeners to consider to bring you in to come out to speak to them. Uh, please share uh, what you have coming up, uh, say, in March, in the coming months, and, and we'll go on from there. Uh, Sister Joy? Okay. Well, one of the activities uh, that we're working on actually is ongoing because uh, we I had the poetry ministry at Ebenezer AME Church. And uh, right. while Bernardo was a, a former member, Lady Di is currently a member, and um, we always reach out to the community to uh, let them know that we have activities that are open to all. Uh, the Ebenezer Poetry Ministry is participating in what we're calling our uh, Creative Arts Seminar seminar and Celebration Showcase at the church. And that's going to be on the weekend of March the 10th, 11th, and 12th. And this wow. is an opportunity, uh, and I'm, I'm taking this opportunity, even though it's not specifically Collective Voices, we're inviting the community to come out and participate and find how to find your creative expression that is your area of expertise, whether it's drumming or a piano or chorus or choir or poetry. Of course, I'm teaching the poetry uh, seminar, and I believe that Lady Di has, has also uh, indicated that she's supporting this as well. But we're always looking for ways to collaborate with community partners, and uh, that's one of my community partners uh, at the church. Uh, church. Also, um, mm-hmm. Lady Di, would you care to mention one of your activities coming up? Yes, um, for Collective Voices, next month, well, April, the end of April, we'll be presenting at the Italian Embassy for Poetry Month. So that's in April. That's April the 27th. I have some, you know, um, I'm, I'm doing something on that March 11th day, a tribute to my grandmother in southern Maryland. That's at Pleasant Grove. Baptist Church. You go straight out to okay. 10. It's real easy yeah. to find. Straight out mm-hmm. Indian Head Highway, Pleasant Grove right. Baptist Church. That's at noon and it's a tea. Okay. Um, let's That's see. March 11th. We have, and yes, we have a program coming up for all of us. Prince George's Arts Council, Arts and Humanities, the Prince George's right. Arts Festival is coming up May 6th through 13th, and we will be a part of that. I think the designated day for us to present will be May 13th at the Laurel Library. But just follow Facebook or contact us if you have our numbers or emails, and um, that way you'll know some of the other things that we're doing. Right, and it's Collective Voices on Facebook, simply Collective Voices. And that event in May is actually the Festival of Literary Arts, and ours Mm -hmm. would be the Poetry and Visual Art uh, Program that will actually also include uh, Lady Di's uh, sister, who's a wonderful visual artist. Oh, thank you. Okay, Um, fantastic. We're strengthening, the theme is strengthening our communities through Poetry and painting, and I am proud that my younger sister Karen, who's had many blessed opportunities as a new artist, will be painting while I'm presenting poetry. That is oh, a blessing. Fantastic. fantastic. Uh, Brother Bernardo, do you have some items you want to cover? 
Yes, sir. I think that it's important that we, uh, especially for our listeners, and that to understand that Collective Voices right now is in a period of mm. archiving their poetry and sitting down and mm, coming right. together with some poetry that we're going to uh, put together in a book called The Color of New. Uh, mm-hmm. Color of New came about as a result of of God blessing me to bring poetry to my workplace. Uh, something I, I spearheaded, nobody that backed me or anything. He just told me, flow, the first drop of water already knows the path to take, that one day will a river make just flow. Mm-hmm. And with that That's urgency, right. I stepped forward and did the best I could. But thank God I already knew these ladies, and they stepped in and they helped me out. And mm-hmm. what came out of that was the idea of what does new look like? They want us to accept a newer look in America. Well, you know what? They have their own vision, <laughs> but we have ours. Yeah. So we're going to write a book that's going to empower people to step up and see the world in a in a in a spirit filled place in a very special way that will help them rise and and, and survive this thing, you know. Uh, So that's a real important thing that we're doing throughout the month of March, uh, coming together and doing that. Uh, As for me, I'm going to be I'm still a member of the Poets in Progress with uh, the. Yeah, yeah poor laureate Dolores Kendrick. So on April the 8th, I will be presenting at the Folger Shakespeare Theater. Okay. So once again, I have hey. to sit down and, and consider what's going on in our times to write a poetry sure. to lift them up. Because one of the poems that God blessed me with was a poem called Feed My Sheep. And I have to keep coming back to that to understand what people need to hear in the times that they're living in. So Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and that that's you have some really great uh, opportunities for people to come out and and listen to you to participate and of course with the an- anthology of the poetry for the uh, upcoming book the the collection that you have the color of new I know that's going to yeah. really transform a lot of people and it, it goes on to say because uh, Sister Joy and uh, Lady Di and Brother uh, Bernardo that uh, the time the go time is now. Because when we mm-hmm. if we sit back and wait for someone to to give us something uh, through their yeah. vision uh, of, of uh, say making America great again, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> yeah. You know we, we're uh, we're we're going on over two hundred and forty some odd years, and typically when a empire collapses, and the Roman Empire collapsed at about that time same time frame, and I'm I'm a a retired military officer, and so we're kind of in that same window that the Roman mm-hmm. Empire fell. And uh, but we can prevent it because there are enough of us with with the, with the minds to do so. And and I know through poetry, and through your books, and through the people you connect with, uh, everyone can make a difference. And you're making a difference through what what you're doing. And, yes, and, and so, uh, uh, brother. Uh, I'd like yes, to say, Paul, that the quote, the phrase that you just referenced that has been lifted by some in, in positions of power is not one yes. that you will hear collective voices to even utter in our poetry because it's such a ridiculous statement. Uh, it is. The it really that, is. That is within each of us comes from on high mm-hmm. and certainly is not the result of any one person's action or leadership here on this planet. So we, exactly. we do not embrace that philosophy. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, um, with I you had... because, I'm with you because the way I looked at it was uh, uh, we only have one person to follow. We have God, the Spirit, mm-hmm. God, and, and the Spirit is alive. 
it's alive. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, the titles that people have, the president, Congress, Supreme yes. Court, it's just a simple title, and that title was given to them by God. <laughs> you see, they didn't give the title to God. He gave it to them. Right. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure that the title was given to them even by God. I think that was man-made, yeah. and that's why they, where therein mm-hmm. the problem lies. But I want to. Right. I want to give something really. I want to give something powerful to me before we close. Um, it's sure. a prayer from our heart. A prayer from our yes. heart. I wrote this in 2006. It's short. In Jesus' okay. name, we pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love. Thank you for blessing us with family and friends, for bringing us together today, gathering in your name. We give thanks and praise each and every day. Continue, dear Lord and Savior, to guide and direct us where we need to be. May each of us be safe in our travels. And once we arrive home, let us be loving and kind to our families children more more obedient, and parents more understanding. We pray to be more righteous and worthy. From bottom of our hearts, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Yes, beautiful. And uh, thank you uh, for that, Lady Di. Uh, what I want to say before we... Uh, uh, the part here this evening is that uh, Collective Voices Poetry Ensemble, it has presented its original works of poetry readings from other literary events at bookstores, libraries, schools, colleges, and universities, churches, art galleries, radio stations, and local cable television stations. And they mm-hmm. are very dynamic and soul-stirring uh, poetry ensemble, a wonderful collection of, of uh, human beings that are doing great things. And they have performed at the Library of Congress, which we, we mentioned earlier, uh, at Martin Luther King uh, Library in Washington, D.C., at that local venues such as Oxen Hill Library, churches, nonprofits, and bookstores. And uh, I want people to know about this because we know that we have listeners on the line now that know about you, but there will be people who will listen on the archive all around the world uh, mm-hmm. That will be listening to this. I have friends in Turkey, in England, in mm. uh, um, Greece, uh, in the Philippines. I have friends everywhere, and they will be listening to it uh, wherever they are. Some in South Korea as well. So um, it's not um, it's local, but it's also international as well. So uh, yes. we want to let those people know. And and guess what? They know more about our poetry, our music, and our books than a mm. lot of people in our country do. <laughs> This is Sister Joy. I just wanted to extend the invitation that while Collective Voices is certainly available for contact on Facebook, uh, your listeners can also reach out to Collective Voices online at collectivevoices at gmail.com. That's a very easy okay. address to remember, and we look forward to hearing from your listeners and uh to the degree that we can support their community engagement, we'd be honored to uh, be a resource for them as well. Fantastic. And and I I also want to let you know that I would like to bring you on again uh, sometimes next month, depending on what your schedule is, 
and uh, we'll definitely do it again because I really, uh, really uh, enjoyed having you on, and I would like to have you on again if I can extend that invitation now, and we can set something up and come back on. That would be certainly our honor, and as poets, we'd love to share more poetry too. (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah, uh, we can look at March. March. We can look at March and April. Sure. Okay, that's Women's hey. History Month and Poetry Month. We'll just we're exactly. ready. You get two and we'll we'll set up some time and schedule that and get you back on as well. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, uh, what I'll do uh, once this uh, this particular interview uh, uploads, then I'll get the archive out and I'll ensure I get a copy to you. I send it to Lady Di and she'll get it to you, and uh, we'll okay. go from there. And I'll keep on keep on promoting it as well. And uh, we're getting close to uh, the time. Uh, the time went by so fast, but I want to thank you uh, from uh, the Wealthy Speaker Show listeners, the fans and followers. Uh, thank you, Sister Joy and uh, Lady Di and Bernardo for your contributions to listeners here in the DMV and around the world. And, uh, again, we're going to bring you back on to discuss some more. I also want to thank your poetry friends, as you call them, for listening in. And next time we'll yes. get them on to, to ask their questions. So, again, for everyone as a part of uh, the Wealthy Speaker Show, we had uh, Joy, Sister Joy Matthews this evening, uh, Sylvia, Diane, Lady Di Beverly, and Andre Taylor, Bernardo here this evening, and of course we all celebrate the the, the majesty of the poetry and celebration of Black History Month, and collective yes. voices. Poetry Ensemble con- continues to be on the cutting edge of the art form that is poetry uh, in the Washington D.C. area and beyond. So thank you one and all, and uh, we'll get uh, scheduled to bring you back on again as host of the Wealthy Speaker Show. I want to thank each and every one of you and continue excellence in everything you do, and God bless you and your family in all areas of your life. So have God a great you. evening, everyone. Thank all you, right. and good bless you too. Okay, thank you very much. And, and uh, as far as the Wealthy Speaker Show, we'll see you on the next episode uh, that will be coming up uh, later on this weekend. So we want to thank everyone uh, for listening this evening, and we'll continue this journey that we're on, this, this what I call the faith journey, and we will continue it to do uh, great things for people, listeners, uh, not only here in, in America but around the world. Thank you all. This is host Paul Lawrence Van Sand to you. Have a great evening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Wealthy Speaker Show. Good night, everyone, and have a great night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Okay.